Uh, welcome to the effects loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Marissa. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. And we are keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by Stringjoy. Yeah, Stringjoy is coming on board and partnering us, so you're going to be hearing a bit more about them soon. Uh, they offer custom sets of strings with pretty much meeting any any need you can think of, but also they have a lot of standard size sets as well. Reach out to them at Stringjoy.com, check out their product range, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to working with them. Diaz, I think you just got a new set, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I got a set of what their like, pre-packaged set. Um, it wasn't a custom set, but it's a mediums. Um, I was talking to them about, uh, I have some strings on my SG that the tension isn't really high enough to keep my maestro bridge uh, up. So uh, Scott over there hooked me up. He handed me a set. He said, here, let's try these out. So I'm gonna, we're still at NAM. If you can't tell by the crickets and dogs, we're uh, actually recording on the, our back porch of our Airbnb. So we're gonna, I'm gonna go home, put those on, and next week I'll have a review of them. Yeah, so. probably within the next week or so. I'm I'm going to be checking out some of their half size sets. Yeah, um, I, that's been, pretty neat. I've been wanting some more tension a little bit on my Jazzmaster, so I, I normally run tens. So I'm like, I think we're going to try a ten and a half. But Scott and I were like, all right, we're too busy, we're too hoarse. Let's talk about this this week and kind of figure something yeah, out. Yeah, so, God bless email. Yeah, he. That's cool about them. They work with you. They 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 want to hear what you're using and, and get you with the best things. So, so one of the yeah one of the really cool things already that we've talked about is um, Chris did it before they were a, a sponsor was yeah about uh, consultation what year and a half ago probably mm -hmm. like yeah. right after the last Nam maybe so maybe two years ago. So I know Scott. I was I told Scott I said you know I was like I was like I don't want to email you and like bug you and talk to you. He's like no that's what we do. Yeah. So like that's the thing. Like don't feel like you're a bother. Like email them. Try to. They want to get you the strings that will work for you, which is really awesome. So do I need to start going by Hamilton if we start including him more? Yeah. <laughs> we're bad enough with the acronyms for new we, listeners yeah, already. We were we were in our uh, <laughs> we were in our group message on on uh, Messenger, and yeah, I was I was like I'm over here with Scott, and I was messaging Scott, and like. I'm, I'm sure people were like if anyone was to read it they're like wait what is going on where are you are, Scott you want to meet me with Scott and it's just it's, <laughs> but uh, I don't know we could we could start calling you Hamilton but then Nick might Nick Hamilton might yeah be stealing. you know what we're yeah. just gonna like have to come up with like a cool nickname like shotgun <laughs> no that's taken Take, uh, yeah um, so we'll we're gonna kind of like recap what happened at Nam. we had a crazy three days a lot happened I'm so tired oh there was a lot in a very short amount of time so uh there's there's a few new people to Nam this year um and they're like what should I do I was just like try to make a plan and try to stick to it but don't be upset if you don't because you go in with a plan and uh Scott and I on the first day we're like we did a quick walkthrough because Chris and Marissa uh, got there a little bit later and we're just like okay we're gonna walk through we're gonna see what looks cool and then we're gonna set up what we want to do and we did that and that kind of worked I think we hit pretty much everything we wanted to talk to um, pretty much I, I mean Saturday was the me day you know and that that was when I started exploring it's kind of stuff we're like we're not gonna generate any content for well for me it was literally the me day yeah. I went to me audio yeah we'll talk about that in a little bit but I've uh, but like I like we 
it was hard to generate like a YouTube video for things like I want to go check out what Mono has new for their pedal boards. It, but it's like no one wants to talk about pedal boards for longer than a thirty seconds. So we were yeah. able to do a, we did like a twelve second spot with them, which worked well. But it's a board. It holds your pedals. Their cable management is really good. Yeah. Um. No. Well, um, pedal boards have really moved into kind of a cool thing, especially with uh, the quote-unquote controversy with like the pedal train cease and desist that we're going out for a little bit um so a lot of the pedal build pedal board builders had to change things up creation's a prime example of a thing that got changed up it got better as a result it, it yep. really did I, um, I own i owned the two different i guess models like their basic models from them um and i moved to was it uh the elevation series is the uh, the new one, yeah. The new one's the Elevation Series, and I, that's what I've got, I've used right now, and it's phenomenal. It's great. And and that's what a lot of people did, was move to a different style, and it was kind of cool to see everyone really have to be um, innovative. Yeah. So, two things I really liked about Mono's new thing, new pedal board, because this is my first time seeing it in the flesh. You don't often get to see pedal boards sitting around like local stores, so it's kind of yeah. hard to get hands on. Um, Instead of doing the rails, they have pockets, sort of like hmm. oh, they have holes, but they're not round holes; they're oval. Yeah. And they have a they have a plug that goes in the oval hole that sits proud on the underside. Okay. So you know how like we have solderless cable kits are really readily available for your patch leads, so your signal cable. But yeah, the solderless kits for power don't aren't really that prevalent yet. There's a few on the market. I think third power. Three monkeys. Three monkeys. It was a, yeah, it was a three. There's there's uh, three monkeys out there, but like a lot of people aren't pay, that part of the market hasn't really hit there yet. Yeah. And usually when you buy a power supply, it comes with twenty or ten or twenty cables already. So like you already have all them, but you have all that loose cable hanging out underneath, yeah. and like you're zip tying it or you're doing all this junk. These have these plugs that you can just sit there and just wrap the excess around. So your bottom That's of your pedal cool. board is really clean when you pick it up. Well, yeah, the the whole uh, custom length power cables has a lot of people nervous, myself included, um, because I can handle audio cables because there's no chance of me messing up or frying a pedal if I do something really wrong. Mm -hmm. um, it, a lot of these pedals really have to a lot of these cables, if they're going to do those, need to prove that they're like idiot proof. Yeah. And my AD is going to kick in really quick. I'm very proud of Scott. He has gotten a little bit more southern on this trip. He is <laughs> eating potato salad out of the container while we're doing this. I think you guys underestimate what me being single in my 30s has done to me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about exp we need to expand the group and get more help next year. So <laughs> Scott's got to get married by next summer, ma'am, to a... Uh, I don't know, we need someone who can do a good bit of editing so we can just put them up in the media room and just be like, yeah. edit, edit, go, go. <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah, I need to marry into labor, apparently. That's what would... <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the cheap labor. It's the one that comes... Don't, don't, in... don't, don't. <laughs> what? I wasn't going, like, racist or anything, so we're good. <laughs> uh, let's see, so... Uh, so, we all got something... Or, or all potentially got something new this week actually for the first time in a while yeah I, so I got some new stuff this week um, if anyone I'm going to probably post it you might see it on Instagram around the time the episode drops I'm a big swag guy like last year I, I just love getting swag. That's how I. That's my clothes shopping for the year. Are you gonna do a haul video? I'm. I'm no. I'm gonna do a haul picture <laughs> when I get home. 
Um, so, but the, like we all got swag, but some of it, we got some cool stuff. I actually uh, met up with uh, Danny from Me Audio. That's M E E Audio, which that's how you spell it. That's not how you pronounce it, which was funny because I kind of messed that up at first. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, their M6 has been around for a while, but it's refreshed now, right? Yeah, yeah. the M6 has changed. They now allow for custom faceplates. And I think the custom plate, faceplates, if I remember correctly, were around the $40 range. Um, I could be wrong. I thought... I remember 15 being in there, but that might have been just for custom artwork. Like I think extra. it's $15 more for custom artwork. Yeah. Um, I think it was like $40 for different faceplates. But, uh, so they have that. That's really cool. And you can, it's not like you put it on and it's stuck. So their thing is, is they're really going modular um, and budget. So modular and budget... Yeah, they're really pushing the price point down on a lot of where these features are. The uh, the M6 Pros, which are their single drivers, which um, about a year, year and a half ago, they were really popular, especially in the praise and worship group, because mm -hmm. they were cheap. You people were buying like 15 sets at a time for a whole. They thing. were they were affordable. Yeah, affordable. They, they, like, they're, they're not built, cheap. Yeah, they were a very affordable one, and they were sort of like right around that price point where you start getting the detachable cable and you start getting yeah. a lot of those features that you really want within your monitors yeah no it's they were like right there at the front of like where you start like if you just pay a little bit more than the the budget brand you really yeah. get a lot of good stuff yeah they yeah they're definitely yeah budget and affordable they're they're not i wouldn't say they're they're cheap they're not a cheap quality um i had them for quite a while uh the m6 pros and i actually picked up the M7s, which is their dual driver, their dual hybrid driver. So it's got an armature driver and uh, what's the other one called, Scott? Dynamic driver. And a dynamic driver. It has an armature driver and a dynamic driver. And Danny did a really good job about ex trying to explain that to me, but um, he doesn't realize that you have to explain stuff to me like I'm five and then bring it down. <laughs> and then to, I have to explain it to you like it's your three. Like yeah. I'm three. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting a lemonade stand going in the next few weeks. Uh, How much? Uh, well, it, it costs about nine dollars to run, but I'm going to tell people it costs ten. Okay. So, <laughs> if you if you watch The Office, I hope you got that. If you don't, it makes no sense. So, but they are doing that, and they're doing the custom molds, uh, which are actually modular. Um, and then uh, it's really cool. Those are 150 dollars, which is to turn their M7s or M6s into a fitted custom yeah. mold is not a that's horrible price. That's ridiculously affordable. That's, I mean, you're looking if I've got 64 audios, or I've got 1964 years back when they were that, and you look at the prices of 64, 64 audios, um, and you're already looking at like 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah. I've I've looked at Shores a number of times because they're, they're local to me, so it's easier to get in there for, yeah. than for some people. Um, it's because they're doing the laser scan thing, which you got laser scanned. I got that's laser scanned. That's on our Instagram, I That's believe. on our Instagram, yeah. Um, There's pictures of that. That's cutting that cost down a lot. You, have to, you don't have to go to an audiologist. You don't have to get impressions made. You yeah. Know, all that good stuff. So pretty cool stuff they got going out. We were really impressed by them. Yeah. yeah. And you also got something else new this week. I got the third dimension from Chris. Yeah, have you plugged I, that in yet? Yeah, I did plug it in, and I hit all four buttons and turned them all on at once. It went chorus crazy, so that was that was pretty cool. I got that, and I think that's it. Nice. Oh. And I got string joy strings, but we already talked about that. So yeah, so that's that. Marissa, anything? Did you get anything cool? Any cool swag or anything that? You... I mean, I guess 
the coolest swag we got was Jack Daniels from the, oh my from Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, that did not last long with all of us. I've still got mine. Don't worry. Oh, I've got to go. I've got to go home to my kids, so I'm gonna need that as my emergency stash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna hide it. I'm gonna hide it like in the high places throughout the house because I'm the tallest person in the in the house. I'm just like, I'm gonna have a kid. I've got a kid who just started driving, so I'm gonna need that. <laughs> but Chris, anything new or potentially new? I know you talked. What I think after this, we talked about going over to Carter's. Oh, yeah, we're gonna go hit a couple of shops before we get out of town, so that might change. Yeah, we can put a little like. We may bring in the Matthews Effects Architect. Oh yeah, because I brought some I could trade in and potentially get something. So I wonder if they'll take the fool. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, sorry, we're getting like... Yeah. Last, last time, time we're, we're brainstorming. Because yeah. like, we? last year when we were here, I did, I did a tour of the city. Like I, I went to a few of the shops. Yeah, you, like, you kind of like left the group a little early. Yeah, um, and a lot of the stores around here will have like prototypes sitting on the shelf yep. to sell like oh, yeah. i remember seeing like i think i saw a bare enclosure that was a, a love pedal eternity like the original original one. Oh wow That's and so stuff cool. like that so yeah the, the stores here are really cool because it's not the big box thing it's it's small storefronts that just everything in there's cool yeah 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 and it's kind of interesting for being like a bigger city too. Yeah. Like you know like Chicago where you have like Chicago Music Exchange and you're seeing well, as cool of a store as that is, it's still a lot of the traditional stuff. They yep. will carry the full, like, player series of Fender. Yeah. And they'll have, you know, they'll have the affordable stuff, too. And it's just, like, they try to just be a better big box store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's not the... I At least I haven't found the little niche stores in Chicago the way they are here. Yeah. Yeah. I think they exist. I just don't know about them, but... <laughs> Scott, I've got like four hours of sleep under my belt last night. Did you say what's new with you yet? No, I didn't. Oh, well then, let's, why don't you say what's new with you? Um, well, I had two pedals handed to me by various members of the people we're staying with today. Yeah? So, uh, Diaz is no longer in possession of his Matthews Effects The Father. Nope. Um, I haven't plugged it in yet, because I, I haven't touched a guitar in three days, believe it or not. Yeah, there was, <laughs> we, uh, we had quite a few people over... Our house was kind of the central, loca- well, not the central location, but it was like the the part, the place where everyone knew to go. That's yeah. where people would be. We so were the party house. We were the party house, and that everyone, it was like kind of crazy because you never realize after walking through Nam, and then you get to like your Airbnb, and everyone wants to play guitar, and you're just like shut. Yeah. Shut uh, up. Yeah. Please. Yep. Which which we didn't say. So if you were in the house, we were just thinking it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I dealt with it in my way yesterday. And- Mark Swartz. Huh? No, <laughs> I was joking. I was teasing Mark. Oh, okay. That's like I have nothing against Mark. All right. No, no, I've, no, I've absolutely nothing against Mark. Mark's a great guy. Yeah, but like yesterday, I, after we finished our walk of the floor, I was just like, I need to get away from just being outgoing for a little yeah. while. Yeah. So I went. We, we're on our back porch now. I went and sat here by myself and just kind of cranked away at some work. Just to like, I needed to do something repetitive for a little bit, just to kind of like recenter my mind. Yeah, we're, see, I was so exhausted. I'm just like yelling at Scott. I'm like, stop working on stuff. Just shut your brain off for like five minutes. But, so, but you had, uh, you also got some good stuff because you got to do. Uh, uh, you on the back porch did a lot of work. You got to do an yeah. episode with Clifton Worley on the Clifton Worley show. We did. Um, so go, you, he stayed with us too. Clifton is an amazing guy. He is. He is by far one of the nicest, sweetest people that 
that we got to meet and talk with. So uh, I really want to do a shout out to Clifton for, you know, for working with us. And he, he helped us out with some stuff too. And yeah. we, we got to do that. So go check out the Clifton Worley show and, and listen to him. And he really is kind of, he focuses on stuff that we don't talk about much. He, he's, he's an acoustic player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of those Telecaster straight into a Fender amp guys. Um, which just isn't really a lot of our style. So he, he's got a really good point of view about things, a, lot, a really different point of view, which is awesome. Yeah, it was great hanging out with him. Um, so the other thing of the people we're staying with, uh, we're also staying with Daniel Shields. Yeah. Uh, guitar yep. engineering. Which... I finally pulled the trigger on a chronograph. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got that hand delivered to me. I've today. got one. I love how the first night... Daniel was just like, I had to change the time on your photograph. Yeah, so, so I'm, uh, I'm one of those people that certain things really bug me, but I can let things go. And so my chronograph on my uh, pedal board was six minutes fast. So I'm one of those people that like, I just know it's six minutes fast. Do you set clocks fast just because like you're always late kind of? No, no, okay. no, no, listen, I, so you can, I'm, ne- I'm almost never late. Um, that's one of my things. So I've got like crazy weird anxiety and uh, punctuality is one of them. I'm a firm believer if you're earlier on time, if you're on time, you're late. Um, so my, my clocks are usually set fast. So that means if my clock says 11 o'clock, I'm, it's usually probably about 10 minutes fast, but I still get places early. So most places I usually get about 20, 15 minutes early. It also helps me like plan my brain out for what's about to happen. Yep. But that's, you know, that's pretty cool. I think right now we're going to kind of talk about what we saw that really stuck out with us and what, what yeah. we thought was really cool. So, so. I, I think let's start with the big guy who we've been asking for this and we've been talking about it and we're saying, we, we keep saying, what does Gibson have to do oh, yeah. to finally get our attention or they got get my us attention. Yep. And I think they got Chris's attention. Yeah. So Chris, what did you see? Uh, they're bringing back the double cut Les Paul Jr. Um, they didn't say much on price, right? No, they were, um, one of their things was because it's the 2019 line. Right. They didn't put any prices out. But they said it was going to be less than a grand, though. I think they said it's... Y'all talked a little more than I did about that. I think they said it's affordable. We, we got cryptic messages saying that they're not expecting prices to go up. Uh, so I'm hoping that doesn't mean that's going to go down much. Like it's, yeah. like I want to point out this is completely us speculating. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Gibson, it was them speculating too. They don't. Well, they legitimately don't know their price point yet. So, so if you, um, we're going to be putting out a video where we got a tour of their floor on their Nam floor booth um, with Aljon, uh-huh. and uh, one of the things we talked about beforehand um, was we, you know, whenever you interview someone, you kind of want to. And you know either they're dealing with um, some sort of controversy or they're dealing with a bounce back from something, which Gibson is dealing with a bounce back from um, some decisions that were made previously in the company, uh, the bankruptcy issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're they're not ignorant of it. They are completely aware. They were literally handing out hats that say, I support the new Gibson. Yeah. They were literally so, so- handing out t-shirts to anybody who would come up into them on Saturday morning. So Saturday you're walking around the NAM floor and like I would say a good 30% of the people had a Gibson shirt on. Yep. Um, which was, I mean, that is I was, 
I was also just amazed by how many people walk into a convention, get handed a free t-shirt, and immediately throw it on. Well, that was part of the giveaway. So part of the giveaway, they were doing a giveaway, yeah. and uh, part of it was you had to be wearing the shirt when they oh, when they released okay. the yeah. location. So you can see there was a lot of people who wanted in on that, and someone's mowing their lawn right now. Um, Which we should have done, like, we should have gotten in on that since we ended up staying. We really should have mowed our lawns uh, before yeah. we left for NAMM. No, but the Gibson giveaway, actually, what's a, <laughs> what's a lawn? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, you're from Chicago. It's that little patch of grass that, like, Two foot by two foot that you might have. I have to walk like four blocks before I see grass. That little two, foot, <laughs> that little two five two foot by two foot part, part where the dogs poop and you have to pick it up. My so. neighbor's garden. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so Gibson did a really good job of um, trying to. They're they're doing spin control right now. Yeah. They're really in spin mode and they did uh, an excellent job of that. But back to the price point on the Gibson, uh, the Double Cut Junior. Mm -hmm. uh, I were kind of speculating. I would say it's probably gonna be around 900. And what I would I hope think? so because the current junior that's out is 1700, I think, which is way too much in my opinion. That's a gloss finish, right? But yeah. that's but that's a gloss yeah. finish. This was a satin finish. Yeah. And we actually know more about what goes into gloss and satin finishes. I think yeah. <laughs> we can. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later. We got to go on a Gibson tour, uh, which was yeah. really interesting. We were all really excited about that, and we'll talk about that later because we're going to spend some time yeah. on that. To, to really wrap up that whole conversation, Gibson was very generous this yes. weekend. That's yeah. the word I would use. They, they were generous with their time. They were generous to everybody who wanted to come and see stuff. Their tours were not are not a normal thing at Gibson. No, and their transparency was amazing as well. Yeah. So, so I, Gibson really. Um, so I, my two main guitars are Gibsons, but you know Gibson really made it uh, where we all became fans of what they're doing right now. Oh. Yeah. So my other favorite thing from the show that's like really sticking with me, really staying there, is what going over to Old Blood Noise Endeavors. They reached out to us really early on. We're very welcoming. Yeah. Um, and they released the Dweller. Oh, that's the one that I'm super excited about. So the Dweller is a phaser delay. Um, and it's the cool thing about Old Blood is they make pedals that can do uh, kind of the sorry someone was taking a picture and I got distracted you, don't do it while I'm talking I you know you guys know I can't pay attention um, but they uh, they it's a phaser delay and their pedals are very much they can do the normal what you expect but they do the crazy and weird, just, um, it's amazing. Like, it's one of those sounds where you listen to it and you're like, I never thought I needed this. Mm -hmm. I need this in my life right now. Um, Scott was also listening. Also getting hands on the Alpha Hunt. The, so we talked about the Alpha Hunt and um, that was phenomenal. Sounds so good. Like I, I, I called it, I really did with the, it's the fuzz for people who like fuzzes and they want to tweak stuff so they've got me i got really excited because it's got slider knobs yeah I, like, and i love sliders like it's just i don't know what it is i think it's kind of one of those uh you're you think back of like the old school 60s 70s stuff and they have those little sliders and stuff like that and yeah that's a lot of fun but they got the dweller and the you also got to try the flat light for the first time right the flat light was pretty cool that's the flanger delay yeah and that got really weird really quick and it was it was really interesting they're killing it with the quality yeah. this and the, the 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 sound quality of the pedal so when we when you look at modulation pedals 
uh, very, when you get like in the phaser and flanger and stuff like that, you don't hear a lot of people talk about the like sound quality that's coming out of it. Right. You just kind of take, you just, you're talking, most people think of the extremes, mm -hmm. how normal and how high, but the actual quality of the effects sound, Old Blood did a really good job. And it was actually pretty cool because we mentioned who we were and you know we know that we're still a newer younger podcast but they had actually listened to uh at least one episode yeah we had a, we had a couple people actually talk to us like i didn't realize our audience included as many industry people i thought yeah. it was really just like hey it's our facebook friends you know yeah, yeah. That, that was kind of our core audience and so old blood noise endeavors guys if you're listening to the shop you guys are doing great work and we we can't wait to see what you come out with next. Yeah, we, we love you guys. As well as, like, we ran into the Mario Guitars folks who we met last year. Yeah, we we met and them through Mark Swartz, actually. Yeah, so if you guys are listening, what's up? Yeah, so, uh, but Old Blood just, it was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Isaac, Isaac was the main guy who was our contact mm -hmm. there. It's just who we ran into, and he was yeah, a and, great host. And we, he was just super welcoming. And like I, I've met Seth a number of times from there too. And yeah, because awesome. you you met up with them at uh, CME whenever you talked about going over there. And yeah, and then like we were eating lunch, and I was walking out, and we ran into them again. So I finally got to meet Brady too. Okay. So everyone there is just super nice. Yeah, I don't like meeting a whole lot of new people. So Isaac, like usually with companies, I find like the one guy mm -hmm. that I want to like contact with i'm like oh yeah he's really cool that's like like me audio danny i think is going to be the guy i really want to stay in contact with because yeah. we just kind of clicked we got to talk about old school drummers like gene krupa buddy rich stuff like that and nice. that was a kind of a an odd I, i'm not a drummer at all but my brother uh is mm -hmm. and I've, i was raised listening to a lot of those older guys yeah. so i noticed that that the knowing people mm -hmm. thing really kind of did affect some of the booths that i wound up going to like oh yeah whereas like yeah um I, I, I still really want to try the production model of the Therme. I've only tried a pre-production pre model, and I understand they tweak some stuff with Chase Bliss. Yeah. But Chase Bliss always had kind of a lineup, and I was never able to kind of... The I think it was Tyler from Chase Bliss was there this year, and I, don't, I haven't really interacted with him that much versus, like, Zach. I, like, we'll see each other from across the room, and we'll go over and talk to each other. Yeah, so the only like, person I've interacted with Chase Bliss is Joel, actually. Yeah. But that was a... Uh, that was my first name a couple years ago, mm -hmm. uh, and that was really cool because I went on uh, I went on Public Day. I got to eventually that, and and actually Chase Bliss they had their own standalone booth in, and it was kind of calm over there. Mm -hmm. And I went and I like hid out. Yeah. So and Joel was really cool. Joel was he's a personable guy. He's and a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. I think that's, you know, you usually kind of leverage towards the guys who are really, like Grant Wilson is a yep. prime example. <laughs> if, if, if you... But we went and saw him multiple times because, like, we just wanted to see him. Yeah, yeah, Grant and Karen, yeah. uh, they're the owners of Big Ear, and they are two of the nicest people. Uh, Grant or Karen, if you listen to this, sorry we didn't make it to the party last night. Yeah. Um, we actually had quite a bit of work to do. We, oh, we recorded the Lambertown demo. Did we? We did. Did we really? We did. <laughs> we did. It actually it's happened. It, it's weird. Like I, I feel like I might have played on that. Scott actually, <laughs> Scott actually played on that too. Uh, we, we got to do that, and that Get was ready to hear some John Merrillicks. That's right. You know, I don't think you played John Merrillicks that much. I played only John Merrillicks. Well, I played old John Merrillicks, so you didn't think they were John Merrillicks. I didn't even recognize that one because I was listening to. I was listening. Uh, I was we kind of sucker and man on the side. I don't know those ones. <laughs> First so, album. 
Oh my god. They're acoustic songs, so like. It, what was the yeah. first album? Was that Room for Squares? No. Or, no Inside Wants Out. Oh, the Inside Wants Out. That's right. Yeah. Okay, we're on John Mayer. Let's get off John Mayer. Um, so, what do you <laughs> so I guess the last thing to kind of wrap up this talk because we're all like visibly sweating in Nashville heat right now. Um, what was the weirdest thing you saw at NAMM? Because that's half the fun of this. Oh, the weirdest thing. Okay, it's not the weirdest, but it is an odd effect that I got totally sucked into and I've got to buy one mm -hmm. is I can't remember the name of it. It's by Yellow Cake Petals. Um, it's the. Uh, You'll get to watch the demo we did. We did. We did. A, we did a booth demo with them. Yeah. The, I may have gotten hurt in the process of making that one. So. Did you really get hurt? Well, he he came charging at me. So. Oh uh, yeah. There. Were, well, I mean, that's more of an assault. Yeah. But, so you know, maybe a settlement. We might get a pedal or two out of them. So. That, that could be it. Yeah. Um, yeah it was the. <laughs> uh, Lida machine or Lida machine. I, I'll have to listen to the way he pronounces it. Um, it's a crazy pedal. It's dual LFO. Uh, it reminds me of like an envelope phaser, um, but he really goes into more about what it is. Uh, I'm gonna have to do a lot of research on it, but he had a great lineup of pedals. He did. They yeah. sounded great his uh he had um he was just running like a hot rod deluxe at his booth too so yeah. it was the pedals doing a lot of work there's uh they had the mk ultra which is a uh kind of like a has a kind of a cocked wah feel kind of in the like a little bit of a ring modulator in it and then uh the your mom <laughs> uh which is <laughs> it's a it's a fuzz pedal and one of the things about fuzz pedals that i absolutely love is when they have a bias control on them mm -hmm. and he had an LED knob, so it lights up an LED, and it's a bias control for that. Oh, he's using LED for clipping? Yeah. Nice. So, and it is, that was one of my favorite weird things, what was the Lida machine, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be purchasing one in the near future, for sure. Nice. Marissa, what was the craziest thing you saw on the floor that wasn't a person? <laughs> um... It's not really like crazy, but it was interesting. That one effect thing where you can change out the effects. Oh, modal effects. Yeah. Modal, yeah. We, we've got a video up that on our, 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 like a quick little video up on our Instagram. And I think Scott is really working on trying to get something into review from them. Well, I, uh, yeah, I was chatting with them. Um, they should be up in Chicago soon, so we're going to travel. Oh, okay. Nice. There you we'll go. See something. It's nice when they travel to you. They're coming <laughs> to see I live in the third biggest city in the country, so I, I get really, really spoiled by people just happen to be going by. Yeah. <laughs> They're not coming to see me. We really, should have, should. we really should have recorded our conversation about like trying to figure out the stereotypes of the regions that we live in. Oh, oh yeah. That, that would have been fun. great. Third biggest city in the country no one's got a gun <laughs> no there's a lot of guns yeah, there's, they're, they're oh, yeah. All, but they're all from indiana i was i was actually uh highly informed last night i got a little bit woke about the gun situation in chicago so. that, none of it's in my neighborhood yeah um let's not okay you know, sorry we're, we're, <laughs> not, we're not we're not going i love chicago i live in a very safe neighborhood come visit it's it's totally fine chicago is great no no <laughs> but i'm gonna like make sure it was known that was we were talking about like southerners view of chicago yeah because i'm the only non-southerner out of our group i mean marissa's a transplant 
I am. Where'd you come from? San Diego. Oh gosh. So, so, so everyone there is like Danny Tanner and all that. So you got that going on. <laughs> they lived in San Francisco. <laughs> what is this? A geography podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's all California. It's all, all California. Now, now we're talking about places in California. That's the worst part about it too. <laughs> you got to jump on the yeah. four and then hop over to the seventy. So modal effects. <laughs> Yeah. What's really, that was really cool how A, it's magnetic. There's yeah. no like special, they're using almost like the MagSafe connector from a mm -hmm. MacBook. And so, you, like, our video, we just picked up a filter and dropped in a fuzz module. Yeah. Hot yeah. swap, like between cords. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm curious be, how this is going to be. Yeah, for sure. Chris, what's your, what's your weirdest thing of NAM? Possibly that folding uh, travel, travel guitar. Yeah. Oh, it's there's a C. I don't know, but it's once again. All right, so we went really heavy on the Instagram at Nam. Yeah. I'm going to post a, a link to this in our our main group. We did a we did a boomerang of it. He broke that guitar down in under ten seconds. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I fell in love with two travel guitars this week. Yeah, the Oz Guitar Works. Yeah. That one was pretty cool. Uh, that was a. It's a travel guitar and it's modular as well. Yeah, the body is an aluminum frame and yeah. the center portion can like drop out without removing the strings. Yeah. So all the electronics can just come in and out in a module. Yeah, and it actually I got to I played it through a headphone amp. It was the Micro Terror. Yeah. I think I think we talked about this before. Good, good pickups on it. Yeah, I had good pickups, sounded really good. And uh, but the travel guitar that they're talking about actually the neck folded. Um, so like the truss rod and three hinges. Yeah, there's three hinges the truss rod so you actually, the truss rod comes down out of the neck. It's, and it's a, it, no, it's a two-piece yeah. truss rod. Two-piece truss rod. It comes down out of the neck and then it folds and it- Yeah, there's, there, there's a lever mechanism in the back of the body that locks into place. And so when you pull the lever, it unlocks the hinges. At the same time, it gives you about another inch or two of slack in the strings. Yeah. But there's a bunch of catches in the process of it going. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the strings never go all cattywampus on you. Yeah, and they did, um, they did a really good display of that. Uh, now the, they're not out yet, so yeah, they're priced. we price, don't know pricing yet. Well, they they did. They gave us ballpark, but I wouldn't. I, I, I mean, it's like two it's to it, it's like two to three. Yeah, you're not replacing like a Fender player no. series with this. This but, is a if like you're someone like me who's on the road a lot. I, I only travel a day typically at a time, but if I a number of my friends do the like Sunday through Thursday on the road all the time, yeah, it's a guitar for people like that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. If it wasn't like super up there, I would say it'd be good for you to bring to work and keep in your locker yeah. since you're wanting a guitar. Yeah, but it's definitely they're definitely shooting yeah. for the higher end on price point mm -hmm. for this when it comes to guitars out there. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it. The, the quality of it looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, we I didn't actually play it, so I couldn't tell you how it felt. It, um, it felt good, um, and it, which was really surprising. There's a hinge in the middle, sort of in the middle of the neck around like the 14th fret. Yeah. And your my thumb didn't get caught on. Yeah. It. Didn't they like match it pretty well with the yeah. neck? Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, was there anything else that anyone saw that was kind of crazy awesome? Do you guys see the handbow for violins? Uh -uh. So instead of, you know, your traditional bow is, I don't know, 18 inches or so, like yeah. it, it's a lengthy bow, this thing's about six and you just, you put it on your ring finger for your right hand and you, you can kind of just strum like that and get bow effects out of it. 
it's pretty cool. it's very affordable um i have their card you and i were talking about possibly trying to get yeah maybe getting one and trying to play guitar with it yeah we do some cashmere yeah some uh, what was it uh radio had the with the guy from there the johnny marr or johnny greenwood, johnny greenwood. it was johnny marr with really yeah smith Oh, that's the vegan guys, right? <laughs> that's Morrissey, yeah. Yeah, no, screw them. But uh, <laughs> there was a new John Johnny Mars signature at the at the Fender. Booth. Yeah, that's why I've got Johnny Mars in my head. But yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan of them. But that's personal that guitar choice. is amazing, though. Have you have you played one of those? Uh, no. What? It, but it, it's a, like what? A, it's a. It's a Jaguar, but it has bare knuckle pickups in it. Yeah. See, I'm not oh, yeah. a big fan of the Jaguar and Mustang. Uh, the short scale or what? Just something about it. I don't know why, but it's usually like the Mustang or the the Mustangs have their pickups for the most part mm -hmm. And I'm I'm just it's just it's one of those things where I have nothing against the way it looks and I have nothing against And anyone who plays one I just it's never sat right with me mm -hmm. in the way I play so but that I mean That's all that that's a different topic all that but I think we could probably move on to talking about the like What we kind of do our main topic is the Gibson factory Yeah so, I, Diaz, you, you articulated what I, I said, too. It was funny because I don't think we actually talked about this yet. Yeah. Was how much is still very traditionally done there yes. at mm -hmm. such an amazing scale? Because the, 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 my, my biggest question when I was there when we wrapped up was, how many guitars did I just see? He said yeah. uh, right around 2,000. I think it was higher than that, even. Uh, well, he, he, I think he was being very conservative on his guests. So, um, we really didn't... We did some pictures, and we'll release those. Uh, we didn't do a whole lot of video. Um, we had we signed a good non-disclosure agreement when we went in there. Yes, we got to be picky about our pictures. We're gonna be picky. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be picky about the stuff because they were working. They were working on things that we saw that have been hinted at and rumored towards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we saw some stuff that we're not allowed to talk about. But we're very excited about. Yeah, so as soon as it, it, yeah. as soon as it gets released, we'll I think we'll be able to release those pictures yeah. of it in the factory. And that'll Did you be, get a shot of it. I got yeah one of each model that or the two colors that we saw of it yeah nice so um <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you guys get to hear that little cryptic discussion uh but one of the all right so the cool thing is is you you walk in and first thing we had to do was put on eye protection because it's dusty it's, it's dusty and there's when when you walk into a guitar center and this is what i try to explain to a lot of people you walk into a guitar center and you see 40 les pauls hanging on the wall you sit there and you think to yourself, there's, you're like, this stuff is cookie cutter CNC together. And that's not the way it works. Um, the, some of this stuff kind of has that where it's easier to put together. Um, we didn't get to see what they, uh, the mill. Um, oh yeah, but all well, that was just rough cuts. That was rough though. cuts. Yeah, so, so they, they, they have a CNC there. It yeah. rough cuts everything, but like they even showed us what, what it comes like out of a rough cutter. And it's wavy. It's when wavy, they, yeah. yeah. It's got a kind of an alligator feel. Yeah. Um. So the BFG guitar, uh, which uh, apparently the story was was that the uh, the Billy F. Gibbons uh, from ZZ Top came through and really liked it, and they wanted to do it as a Billy F. Gibbons guitar, and uh, he was like, No, no, I, I really don't want to. Da, da, da. And they're like, Okay, cool. So they named it the BFG still, <laughs> which it stands for barely finished guitar. Um. <laughs> It has that kind of alligator bumpy feel, so pretty much what comes out of the the mill is a, a very rough shape. Um, 
and then it goes to uh, finishing binding. The binding process is really cool. Um, a lot of places with binding, some of it's painted on. Yeah. It's a painted on binding. Um, but they still do an old school, what's the way they install it is with a wrap. Um, there's a gentleman there, we watched him while we had spent about five minutes at that station. We watched him do, I think it was about three guitars, two yeah. or three. I think he, he finished two and was on his third one when we left of installing the binding, um, the material that the binding's made out of, they actually like grind it down and they add acetone and other things. So the binding is actually put together pretty much with itself. Yeah. And it, it goes on there and they wrap it with a uh, cloth that's somewhat flexible. And they've actually perfected this wrap down. Every single guitar that was hanging there, there was probably, I'd say, close to about 50 to 75 guitars hanging right there. Yeah. And they were all wrapped the exact same way. There's the same pattern. And and it was really cool because you you think, you know, well, it's these people just come in and they start doing this. No, they, they, t they told us about a lot of these positions. Um, the guy doing the binding was uh, months of training to learn how to do it right. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. uh, we got to see the the uh, a bunch of different stuff the necks the one of the coolest thing in that was uh, in the necks underneath the fingerboard there's an rfid is that yeah so you know one, one of the things I'll, I'll say about gibson is it was it was interesting watching how some things have not changed in 50 years and then there are areas where modernization really took hold so like some of the desks managing. sitting there looked like they had been there for 50 years yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they had they they had a piece of equipment from Kalamazoo mm -hmm. that they're like, yeah, you, we can't build this, we can't make this, and no. this is like when this thing goes down, there'll be no more of this. Yeah, like it, it was like that kind of level of what they're talking about. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, they they have their their management system from a inventory tracking, that you know, everyone is tracking stuff on computers, and so on the backside of the neck. Uh, since it's the fingerboard onto the neck, yeah. there's a, there's just a hint of a pocket route yep. on the back of it. Yeah. And uh, an RFID tag slides in there, yep. and so they're able to identify parts and they're tracking it through the system. But then that also gives them that anti-theft that can never be messed with from a counterfeiting protection. Yeah, so they did talk about if you were ever concerned, if you were concerned enough, you could send in that guitar and um you could have the rfid scanned and they could tell you if yeah. it doesn't they, he said if it doesn't scan it's not a gibson yep. uh starting yeah. out a certain year so i mean that they, it's not like you could send in a 58 and mm -hmm. they'll tell you right. i mean they could tell you but they wouldn't know on that but the and it helps track the guitar from from pretty much almost start to finish from the time it gets in there you've got these parts that are made for each other and that they put together that they piece and you can keep track all the way down to from the end where they actually take a picture of the guitar. Um, I didn't, we actually rushed back to, when we came back to the house, this is one yeah. of the first things I did. They take a picture of the guitar when it's finished and they put it in the case. Um, the final guys who do the inspections and those final inspectors have been there for a lot of years. Um, I think the I think the lowest guy that was there that day would have been with Gibson for 10 years. Thanks. So. Um, yeah, so I ran into him on Saturday. Oh really? So they went and um, they they do the final inspection and all that, and they check stuff off. But they they are tearing through guitars. So I, I one of the things is when we talk about the quality control issues, it going to that really put a lot of things in perspective. They're going. They said at that plant about 400 guitars a day go out. 400. Yeah. 
And there was about four people doing final hole inspections. So they're each looking at about a hundred. Look, looking about a hundred guitars a day, and you've got. And even while we were there, there was people bringing stuff over there, mm -hmm. like asking them to check it out. So they they've really implemented and are sticking with a, a more detailed quality control because now because they are really doing every step has the chance to send it back to the yeah. previous mm -hmm. step. Yeah, it, and we saw a number of them rejected. Yeah, there was a, there was a big uh, like there's a big rack of rejected guitars that had problems with them, and uh, we especially right around the painting section. Yeah, um, they, were, they were talking about basically it's like humidity, sometimes in in, in the buffing stages, something that's been laying in the wood for a while can come out can because bubble of up. heat. Yeah, yeah, and it there's no way to see it coming i mean there's some of those kind of things that yeah and about. and you know and it's really it was really cool because it's not like they're making excuses for mistakes but they're explaining i mean um, they're, they're dealing with an imperfect material yeah to start and so you know just stuff comes up and that's part of the reason why it's such a human manufacturing process i think yeah it's they, part of what they deal with they and they they really and it was cool you got to see these people working uh, another really cool section was um, a thing I didn't know, so the binding, they actually paint over that. Yeah. I had no clue about that. And they have people who are trained, they said um, they that they train these people six to eight months on rejected guitars before they're allowed to actually remove the paint from the binding. They use small um, razor, blade. razor blades. Uh, so they actually have ones with different designs. We were there, we got to see an Explorer that uh, had, um, it was black. And they said black's one of the hardest ones to do binding on because you have no clue really where it's at under there. And it actually was doing where it was almost like a double pinstripe binding. And that was really cool to see. Uh, like, it, I, I've tried that. I watched the Stumac video on how to do it like 30 times and I tried doing it when I made a guitar in my apartment. Yeah. And it's hard. Well, they, It is really hard to do. They did say, um, this was a, a Gibson thing. He he said, you know, no, a, a lot. Those positions are mostly filled out by females because they have attention to detail. Yep. Yeah. And they have. Um, it's a heavily female workforce there. Yeah. yeah. That was a really cool thing too. I think I, I saw more females than I did males working there. Mhm. Mm um, and that was really neat to see. Um, I mean, and, and I think that also comes back to uh, way early in American industrial history. Uh, right around World War II, yep. whenever the men were off at war, a lot of the women worked these factory jobs, and they and th that was a good way for the, that industry, mm -hmm. any industrial industry that's running lines and stuff like that, realize that females in general are more attention detailed. Um, you, you'll see tasks that tend to, you know, one group of people or another will just have a better inclination to yeah i think and that's the best way to say it. it's a, a good inclination so to I, i've seen the other major brand in america and their amp factory talk about like they're like this area is entirely this because like you know yeah. females are just so much better at it uh, a lot of the soldering was done yeah. by, a lot of females do really a great job on soldering the, the detail work yeah this, it, it, most of a lot of that stuff was a lot of the detail work but like the yeah. buffers were about 50 50. yeah and they yeah. talked about like that was one of the things that hit the the tour guy talked about was just like how much force those people are dealing with all day. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we. You have to be ripped. Like the you everyone. Well, his who's, joke was you have to be buff to be a buffer. Yeah, you have to be buff to be a buffer. Yeah. Like these, I mean, a lot of those people in there are just going at it, mm -hmm. and to see how fast they're moving. They hustle. The, it, I was exhausted. 
I was thinking to myself, I was like, I don't know if I could work here. Like, mm -hmm. I really am not sure if I could work there. I couldn't. And, and do that all day. It's, you know, and it really gives you a thankfulness. Like, I, I was very, when I saw all that, I was very thankful mm -hmm. for my Gibson Firebird. And, because okay. that guitar came pretty much in tune, out of the box. I, 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 I didn't set it up. Everyone who's played it this weekend, or the, you know, this week at NAMM, has been like, this plays great. I haven't done anything besides put new strings on it. Yeah. There, and there it, were two other things I think I, I want to kind of really get in there before I forget about them. One was a misconception I had was broken, which was I always thought they just made, they're like, all right, today is Les Paul Day. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to we're gonna paint all the Honey Burst Les Pauls today. No. And literally the painting guy would bring in five guitars at a time, and they'd all have different colors, and he'd spray them out on demand. I was really amazed by that. That was my favorite part of the tour. Yeah. Um, because, number one, I've got, when I, when, it think, when I think about painting guitars, it's, you've got all these things that you got to worry about. You got to worry about drip. You got to worry about you know, the right environment and all this. And it was really neat to see this this guy, he was uh, painting in the booth. He Behind him, he had about, uh, it's probably 15, 16 different like nozzles. Probably. So he could swap to any color at any point. And I think it was, Scott, you were the one who like really brought it up. It was weird because he wasn't wearing a mask. They really are, and they're spraying nitro. They yeah, have that safe of a, a booth that a booth. they don't have to. They don't have to wear face. Every protection. station had a hose that was running into the rest uh, air system. Yep, and their their like the solder area was pulling air, pulling the solder smoke up, mm -hmm. and it was pretty cool. Uh, they're definitely taking care of their employees. A lot of their employees seem like they've been there quite a long time, um, and you know it was really neat because. Those those employees that were working didn't put on like the smiley face working for us. They the just testing kept... guy did. The uh, testing guy was yeah. about to play a lick and he looks at me and just smirks and then he just yeah. he just rips something down yeah. the guitar. Well, but a lot of a lot of the people just kept working and you just saw them go go go. Yeah. And then I think the other the one last cool part that I'll mention is the pickup section was very interesting to me. So that was my other last one was they make their wire in-house yeah that yeah. one machine that would go down and like they can't find a new one is yeah. what does the metal braid on the, the gavit cable yeah. yeah so they talked about whenever they do uh um pickups that are the more classic style that you're expecting to see that braid uh they've got the machine in there that does that in-house um someone asked me no that the pickups aren't hand wired as much as they put out but the no they, pickups really hand wired well yeah. you know how there's I, there's hand guided yeah. on a spindle and then there's computer guided yeah on they, they use computer guided and um it's still the same winding machine from Kalamazoo though the a neat thing that we got to see or we got to experience was we had a gentleman with us who worked for Seymour Duncan yes it was he was the OEM OEM uh, sales rep OEM sales rep. So he already had What's up, a little, Blue, if you're listening. Yeah, Blue, if you happen to listen to this. So he was really cool because uh, Scott was talking to him after the tour was done and I was eavesdropping and he was talking about the Dirty Fingers. Yeah. So tell me, why don't you tell him about what well, he said about the Dirty he, Fingers? He, he, I won't name what his, he said is their equivalent of the Dirty Fingers. Yeah. He's like, we just can't get it to what they do. He said We're using the same materials, same everything down to the spec and he's like, there's something they do here that makes it sound different and he, and like, he he loves the way theirs works. Yeah, and uh, they were used, and you got to see just this really cool uh, 
relationship with them too was the uh, the Seymour Duncan guys. Uh, are the, the, I think there's two people from Seymour Duncan. Yep. They're in there, and Gibson, the guy from Gibson, to give them the tour, was like, you know, we have a relationship with them. If we do a custom guitar, or uh, we do an artist series, and that artist uses Seymour Duncan, he said, why would we put in anything else besides that? Slash is a prime example. Yep. Slash yep. has Seymour Duncan pickups that have his name on them, so he's going to put. They're, they're going to put those Seymour Duncan slash pickups in there. Yep. So it's really, it was really eye-opening to see how much Gibson, even though you, you think that they aren't paying attention and they're not caring about the products, um, they really look like they're putting forth a, a good effort. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think I've said this on past episodes. I want them to, to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't want to live in a world where we don't have the Gibson Les Paul anymore. Gibson... Yeah. And, and when talking to people at the booth, you can tell they're really trying to put it out there that we know we screwed up. Mm-hmm. We're fixing yeah. it. Yep. That was it. That if, if there was like a blanket statement for what we saw with Gibson, mm-hmm. we know we screwed up. We're fixing it. Yes. And that you, was it. You, you can definitely tell there's there's effort being put in. Yeah. 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 And I agree. Wh- right, and then I'm going to say, like, one of the last, like, nifty things, uh, the fact that in the Gibson factory, there's guitars constantly floating above your head on a, con- like, it's not a conveyor yeah. belt. It's a hanging. They, they store above you. They store above you. And there's nets all over so that if a guitar falls, it doesn't hit you in the head. But uh, <laughs> we did get told a, a crazy story about how apparently someone had their hair up. And got and, caught. And got it. caught in that. But, uh. Instagram stuff like that. We're gonna like load up some pictures. Uh, we actually had a boomerang on there, and I actually saved it on our profile. So if you go to our profile on Instagram and look, you can see that boomerang of those guitars floating around. But to see that many guitars just floating around was absolutely insane. Yeah. But I think we're gonna wrap it up here. We um, got to do a lot, and I'm sure over the next few episodes we'll remember things and kind of bring it up. Mm-hmm. But I think know, we're I think we're going to be seeing a lot of the press releases from the stuff we saw. Yeah, and like. The next couple of weeks is going to be us kind of regurgitating some of these things too. So yeah. what's really fun is now we're going to be able to say like, yeah, I got to try this or I got to see it too. Yeah, yeah that that'll be a lot to, a lot of cool things coming out and where you get to actually have an opinion on because we have to put our hands on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, we also, I don't know. So we've got we've got a Fender video coming. We've got yeah. an Old Blood Noise Endeavors com- video coming. We've got a Yellow Cake video coming. We've got, we've got Gibson. Gibson coming. We've got uh, the Stringjoy booth had a bunch of different manufacturers, which included an Equits. Yeah, and I got mm-hmm. to play a fun riff. Yeah, um, that should be our first one out. So hopefully by the time this airs, that's already up and posted. Yeah, why don't we do? Why don't we do? Uh, if you can, uh, we're gonna post that, and if you can, post, uh, and and let us know what the riff is I played. First thing, we'll send you a Gibson shirt. So, uh, we'll we'll get that out to you. So you got to listen all the way through this episode and actually get to this, and we'll send yeah. you a Gibson shirt. We've only got one size, so yeah. That's... But we've got. A, I, hopefully, we got a couple giveaways coming up here too. Just like we we kind of at first we were like, oh, look at all this swag we could pick up, and we're, uh, all of us just went, let's give this away. Yeah, let's yeah. give. I mean, I get. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff that we want to give away. Um, and so, get out to people and I kind of as a thank you for listening because we yeah. really this whole trip was a big eye opener of how much we really appreciate everyone who listens uh, Will LaHue yeah dude that that he got um, a hat wasn't it yeah I gave him my Gibson hat gave him the Gibson hat uh, for listening and being a, a big supporter mm-hmm. uh, and it, it was awesome to meet people 
who actually listen to the show and you know we got to hang out with other podcasters and, and bounce ideas off mm-hmm. and and work together it, we got to we, I think this was really our kind of join into the community yep and kind of doing our own little community thing mm-hmm. so um, we walked in with momentum yeah it was great so uh, post that let let me know what let us know what riff I played and we'll get you a, a Gibson shirt sent out and uh, look out for other giveaways we've got we've got some stuff in the works I'm not gonna say anything uh, until it's up there watch our Instagram yeah we're That's really we'll hit, announce them we're really hitting heavy on Instagram we mm-hmm. we're trying to fill in that space so uh, where can you find us on Instagram Diaz you can oh that's right you can <laughs> find us at Instagram at at the effects loop you can find us on uh, Facebook the effects loop Facebook groups so that's facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop uh, go in there join our little community um, and we, also you know while you're online go check out string joy Yep. Yeah, check out our sponsor, Stringjoy. Um, great guys, awesome guys. So, uh, the, and they, they've got great. Uh, we actually put a, um, strings on in the Equits. Yeah. Uh, Fuzz Rayburn. Yep. Um, so shout out to Kevin oh, Equits. Kevin and Heather. We love favorite you. people from Nam. For yeah, me. we love you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kevin was really gracious with letting us be able to mess with the Fuzz Rayburn. He came to the house and let us mess around with that. Yeah, and we just posted this morning an interview with him that I did on the floor. That's right. So, yeah. um, if you guys have a chance to check out what Kevin does, uh, Equits Guitars, and and, and follow oh, him. Oh like, yeah, that's on, our, that's on our what's new too. Chris and I both just committed to getting Equitsai guitars. Yeah. So we'll be talking about waiting on that list for just as long as we are for the King of Tone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, check them out. Check us out. Check out Stringjoy. Uh, check them out on Instagram everywhere. And, uh, you know, just look for things to come. We've got a lot in the works that we're really excited about. So, uh, for the effects loop, I'm Diaz. I'm Marissa. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. All right, and we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks, everybody. Right, bye. Bye. the first time everyone was actually at the same time.